Welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Voice podcast. My name is Plaxadis. In our last episode, we had the pleasure of hosting Prophet Richard Amoye, who is the visionary behind the Richard Amoye Ministries and the Prophetic Voice podcast. It was quite an interesting conversation on the meaning of greatness from both a Christian and a worldly perspective. So if you've not done so already, please take a moment to listen to our last episode. Now for our episode today, it is based on a panel discussion we had back in March um, on the concept of the prophetic and the prophets. The panel discussion was being hosted by Gishia Mungai. Hopefully you'll enjoy it and you'll find it beneficial. Um, so we have four prophets uh, from different parts of the world, different parts of the city, uh, of the nation, um, and they've, you know, set time apart. They've prioritized to be here um, with us today. Uh, we have uh, Prophet Kenneth, uh, also known fondly as the prophet of electricity, uh, all the way from Houston, Texas. <laughs> prophet Kenneth, uh, you're welcome. Let's please appreciate him. He's from uh, Christ Ignite International Ministries. Uh, we have from Melbourne, Prophet Abraham. <laughs> Prophet Abraham. He's from uh, Power Chapel Liberty Arena in Melbourne. Thank you very much, Prophet Abraham. We have uh, from Christchurch, New Zealand, Apostle Peter, also fondly referred to as the Apostle of Fire. Let's pre please appreciate him. And uh, we have the founder, the visionary behind uh, Richard Amoy Ministries. He lives and breathes to inspire greatness in people. And uh, one way he does that is through the office and through the gifting of the prophetic. Let us please appreciate and welcome our father, Prophet Richard Amoy. Thank you. So I'll start with a three-part question, and this is, uh, it's one question, but it's in three parts. It's for Papa. So who is a prophet? Uh, what is prophecy? And what is the prophetic atmosphere? So in terms of it, a prophet is a person that God set aside for the purpose of linking the supernatural and revealing the thoughts and intent of the supernatural mm -hmm. in the natural. They do prophesy. Mm -hmm. And so prophecy is the product of the prophesying. Mm -hmm. The act of revealing prophecy is prophesying. So prophesying, the product of prophesying is prophecy. Mm -hmm. So prophecy is the word mm -hmm. spoken through the act of prophesying. And then prophetic atmosphere is an atmosphere that makes it possible for humanity to assess the intent, purposes, and the will of divinity. So any atmosphere. So for instance, when you hear Eden, Eden is an atmosphere which is the presence of God. So it makes prophecy 
and the work of the prophet possible? Thanks a lot, Papa, for that concise uh, answer. I, I believe it uh, gives us insight into what uh, we're actually in at the moment, which is the Prophetic Atmosphere Conference. Uh, the, next, uh, the next question is also for Papa. Um, what is the purpose of the prophetic office, and can anyone prophesy, or does one need to be called as a prophet? Okay. So when the prophetic office historically, its dimension and relevance have shifted. When in the New Testament, the purpose of the prophetic office, if I still get what you ask, the purpose of the prophetic yes, office yes, yes. is to, number one, equip. It's for equipping yes. of the saints. Mm -hmm. Equip them with the eyes to see and the ear to hear. Yes. Because one of the challenges of Jesus when he came on this earth was that there were people with eyes, but they cannot see. Mm -hmm. And there were people with ears they cannot hear. Yes. And so the duty of the prophet is to equip the people with the ability to see mm -hmm. and then the ability to hear. Yes. One need not to be a prophet to prophesy. Mm -hmm. It is the sacred duty of every true believer to prophesy. As a matter of fact, even in the olden days, Moses said that I wish that all of you prophesied. Mm. Paul put it this way. He said, eagerly desire the spiritual gift, especially the gifts of prophecy. So you don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. Yeah. But prophesying doesn't make you a prophet. So you can say to a prophet, prophesy among the many things they do. But prophesying does not make you a prophet. A prophet. Right. And our next question goes to Prophet Abraham. So some believers feel that um, they've not really uh, received any specific direction or any specific word on their life. So for those believers, how do they um, go ahead and have a fruitful life without having received any uh, prophetic direction or prophecy um, specifically for them? Um, I think uh, one of the things that I believe is there are dimensions to the prophetic. And I think the most powerful dimension of prophecy that is available to every believer and every individual is actually the word of God. So I believe that as you begin to empower yourself with the word of God, you can begin to find yourself within the pages of the Bible. Um, I think Papa mentioned that um, it is the inherent right of every believer to prophesy. And I think Jesus even said that my sheep know me my sheep hear my voice and they know me and they follow me so i would like to wonder initially how even you are surviving as a believer if you are unable to hear or at least identify the voice of god so there are people in this world that have done extraordinary things with minimal information so you might never uh, maybe encounter let's say for example a prophet but god will somehow introduce 
systems on your way to destiny that will help give you direction, especially his word. So I would advise that um, fall in love with the word of God and from there God will begin to quicken things that will direct you in your day-to-day life. All right. Thanks a lot for that. Um, and our next question goes to Prophet Kenneth. Uh, and just, just uh, uh, for the prophets, feel free to add uh, if you know, one prophet answers and you feel free to chip in and add as well. Um, so Prophet Kenneth, uh, somebody wanted to find out what is the, rel- the, the relevance of a, of a prophet uh, when we live under the grace dispensation where we have the Holy Spirit uh, you know, accessible to believers or the Holy Spirit living in each believer. Um, does that you know, uh, dilute the, the, the effect or the importance of the need of a prophet or prophecy? Um, I believe uh, prophets to date are still relevant in such a way when you look at the Old Testament and see the importance of the calling of a prophet to stand as an intermediary between God and God's people, you know, in dispensing directions in order for people to follow suit according to the will of God so that their lives will be fulfilled. So now when you look at the New Testaments, you will also realize that the prophetic ministry is still pretty much relevant in that the prophets are not only operating to instruct people to obey the law, but in the New Testament light to obey the word. The word is the sum total of the Bible and not just confirming or confirm the people to the law. So now, when you are looking at uh, the relevance of a prophet, it is already been established by God, even from the message we heard already. Because God will not go back again to change his word and his will. So it is already in the will of God that prophet must exist. Hence, in the New Testament, in Ephesians chapter 4, Jesus did not cancel them out. And according to the, uh, 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 to the words of Paul, he gave the prophets as a gift. So the prophets are still a gift for God's people in seeing, in hearing, and in giving people's direction. Now, a lot of people are not matured in understanding and comprehending certain dimensions of God. Mm. So the prophets are needed who have been groomed, trained by years with working for God to be able to help such people who perhaps are just not growing in God to find out the will of God for their lives and wherever they are coming from or where they are going to. So prophets are still pretty much needed, needed. and relevant. Thank you very much, uh, Prophet Kenneth. And uh, maybe just an extension on that question. This must have been put by a worshiper. They wanted to find out how can they... Um, how can they use the prophetic effectively in the ministry of worship to be an pro- effective prophetic worshiper? Um, I believe it also has to do with um, intuition and strategic positioning and relationship. When you 
build a relationship because the first thing a prophet is called to do is to build a relationship with God. You cannot be a, an intermediary spokesperson for God when you don't have a relationship because how else are you going to be hearing and how else are you going to be communicating? So even if you are a worshiper, relationship is important because in your relationship with God, you are able to build a very close potency in hearing from him. And even while you are ministering in your worship, you know, you can get so sensitive, you know, to begin to dispense and operate even in the prophetic, though you are not called into that office. Right. It is for everybody. Okay. Thanks, thanks a lot for that. I believe people are getting blessed. Um, as we mentioned, please use Slido if you feel uh, there's a burning question that you want to field. Uh, please use the app. Um, so, so the next question goes to uh, Apostle Peter. Are there things one can do after they've re received their prophetic word to accelerate it into manifestation? Um. I mean, yes, we can do something to, uh, to accelerate the, the prophetic word we received. One of the things is prayer. If, if you don't pray, no matter how much word you receive, nothing will change. So when you receive a word of prophecy, challenge will come, but the key is prayer. And, uh, um, and sometimes when people receive a word of prophecy, they go back home the same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They shout and scream, and they never pray. So when you receive a word of prophecy, it helps us to go on our knees and begin to pray for the seed that we are received to come to pass. Very, very important. And, and, and it helps us to line, us, line ourselves in line with the will of God. For example, if I'm going in a different direction, the prophecy will correct me to go in the right direction. So if I'm, if I'm not committed to the things of God, that helps me to be committed. And then when I'm committed, my life will change. So the prophecy is to help you to align yourself to the will of God, and your life will change. Okay, so if I understand you correctly, prayer and commitment are keys to accelerate the manifestation of your prophetic word. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, uh, Apostle. Um, we had a question for Papa. Um, so a lot of times in uh, prophetic ministries, there's a lot of symbolism used, such as water or oil uh, or any other symbolism, uh, sometimes for anointing purposes at different times. And uh, someone wanted to find out uh, what is the essence of this and um, how does this link to the prophetic ministry and the message of God that is being passed to the congregation? God decided to reveal himself through the things he creates. And the things he creates reflect a nature of God. So when, let's say, when it comes to oil, when you apply oil, there is, you know, it, it, um, there is smoothness or there is lubrication that comes. So when you anoint somebody with oil, it's a form of saying that there is a lubrication. When lubrication is there, friction is not painful. And so there, we use oil not only to represent the Holy Spirit, but also for, prophet, for, for what the oil represents. And so those things are there for empowerment. In the Old Testament, the oil are also scented. 
scent. It has this smell. It has scent. Yes. And the scent is also to give, to, you must have a spiritual scent that attracts. Because a scent can attract yes. and another one can repel. And so when you use the oil, it attracts favor. And it can also repel misfortune. And so such things are used for specific things. Water is for its clarity. It's to also quench. And so God decide that I am using part of my creation to make a specific statement. Mm. So though they are not, for instance, we, the oil can be, Holy Spirit can be a symbol of water. Water can still be the word. Oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. It also represents other things. So in God's creation, he decided these are the things he will do uh, because we are seeing beings. At times, when you hear things without having a picture or a, a concept or an idea in mind, mm. it's very difficult for the mind to appreciate that that has not been seen. Mm. And so God always uses images in order to connect us to memories yes. that help us to, to retain things. When I teach you with pictures, yes. it's easier to stick mm. than when I teach without pictures. Yes. And so anytime you see oil, mm. something comes into mind. Anytime you see fire, something comes into mind. So this is why those things are relevant. We, God could have, we could do without them, mm. but God knew it's important to use them. Yeah. Okay. So if I understand correctly, the elements help uh, clarify the message that God is trying to uh, communicate. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks, thanks a lot for that, Papa. Um, the next one is, is, is an interesting question, and uh, I'll, I'll put it forward to Prophet Abraham. Uh, uh, so, so someone wanted to find out how come it seems some people always receive prophecy. So it seems like prophecy tends to be going to certain people all the time, uh, regardless of whether they serve or commit or attend service. So, so someone wanted to, to find out. Yeah, It's a very interesting question, amen? Um, but I think at the end of the day, um, I think God is interested in destiny. And so when God looks at us, he's not... Prophecy, I think Papa has mentioned this a lot of time, that it does not come for entertainment. But it comes to redirect you and to bring you into your destiny. Um, I remember we were driving yesterday, just driving back where we're staying, and we put the GPS. And the GPS kept on directing us in the wrong direction. But one of the things that I realized is, as long as we were going in the direction in which we were supposed to be going, the GPS was quiet. But whenever we took the wrong turn, then we would hear, please turn left, or please do a U-turn, because we have taken a wrong turn or we're going in the wrong direction. And so at times what you have to realize is that, you see, God doesn't speak all the time the way we speak, because whatever God say, it become law. So God will speak at specific moments and at specific times within your life 
to bring you into the next dimension. So when you, what we actually call silence, but it is not actually silence, because silence is actually communication in itself. It is uh, actually that you, are, you may be in the right direction. I, I don't know if that makes sense to somebody. So prophecy is not entertainment. At times we want to receive the prophecy to massage our ego so that you feel good about yourself that, oof, I received prophecy and so forth. But uh, the purpose, you have to look at what is the purpose for which the prophecy is actually coming. So if you are in the purpose thereof, then it stands to reason that you actually don't need prophecy at that particular time. So I don't know. That is sort of like my understanding. So I think the guys can add on. All right. Thank you, Prophet Abraham. I believe uh, that has helped somebody. Um, and this one, I'll uh, field it to, 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 to everyone, uh, to all the prophets. And uh, we, someone wanted to know, we know that or how important testimonies are to the walk of a believer. So... Could you please share, uh, you know, something that has happened or a testimony that has happened in your life that made you or got you to a place where you do not, know, you know, you do not doubt God. You fully uh, believe and embrace every word, you know, that, that, that comes to you. Yeah, so is there anything, any event that you can remember or that stands in your mind that... Um, you know, testified to you beyond any reasonable doubt that God is real and everything he says is, is, is real. Do I, do I go first? <laughs> Amen. Uh, well, uh, there are many experiences. Uh, you know, just the way God always had um, manifested himself even throughout scriptures and throughout the age of times in order to uh, establish his um, uh, not just um, the fact that he exists but he wants you to know he exists so there are things he is going to do whether in your dreams or even physically for you to know that there's an existence of God. To me, when I was uh, being called, uh, I remembered I was, um, I went out partying with a friend of mine. And um, that very uh, evening, I wasn't drunk. I used to drink, amen, but thank God, hallelujah. And uh, we went, you know, partying. Then uh, my friend dropped me off in the house. So my wife was already gone to bed. The kids were upstairs asleep. So he called me quietly, you know, undressed, put on my pajamas, laid on the bed. So, you know, there's this little moment before you actually start falling asleep, you start replaying the activities of that day. So that was what was going on with me. So immediately, I felt somebody standing by my bedside. The presence was so overwhelming to the point that I got scared opening up my eyes. And in my mind, I was thinking, how on earth will my wife be asleep? Somebody has come into this house to kill us, and my wife is asleep. 
So this was my thinking. So now, I was trying to figure out a way to slowly open my eyes so that the guy, whoever he was, standing at my bedside, does not see me move. So I can figure out a way to wrestle him down. So the moment I opened my eyes, I saw this dazzling light and an outstretched hand towards me. And it was a red Bible. So subconsciously, there was something in me, like a voice, that said to me, it is now time to do the work of God. So immediately, I took that Bible. I placed it under my, my hand, under my armpit. And let me open up my eyes and fully see who this individual was. Just as he came, he was gone. And I woke, I, I mean, I got up and I like, my God, what is, you know, I tapped my wife. Hey, something just happened. Okay. Now, after that encounter, for three good week, or weeks, I was not normal. There was this force around me. There was this knowing around me that I need to start changing. Many my old ways have to go in order to embrace my assignment, the purpose for which I was born. And I saw myself this time around. Even though I tried partying with my friends, there were this day I went out with them to a baby shower. It was being organized in a restaurant. You know, I went there, sat with them. I mean, they had the drinks and everything. All of a sudden, there was this headache, uncontrollable headache that hit me. And this thing was so intense. So when I stepped out of that uh, restaurant, I would feel the peace and the ease. But when I go back in, immediately it begins. So this thing kept going on for almost five times. I eventually perceived that the Lord does not want me here anymore. So I got into my car and left. This was one and many other things the Lord used in establishing that indeed is God and calling me. So many of us most times, we can have encounters in order for God to establish for us, with us, that indeed he is God and is real. God bless you. Thank you so much, Prophet Kenneth, for sharing that testimony. Um, did anyone else have a apostle? <laughs> the Lord is good. All the time. Thank you for the, uh, the question. Um, um, I remember, I could remember when I first married, uh, when I married my wife, three days later, she said, I have a, something important to tell me. She said, are we all right? She said, I want to talk to you. So okay. And then I, we said then, he said, I always hear you say, with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. You know, because when she was growing up, she, her womb was damaged and the womb was removed. So she told me that uh, I can't have a baby, that my womb was removed. I said, are you kidding? Or what do you mean? She means I can't have a baby. I said, he didn't tell me before we married. 
<laughs> he said, the reason why I didn't tell you because he said, with God, all things are possible. Are possible. Amen. <laughs> I was like, you know, when you are not, there's nothing to scratch. <laughs> but you are scratching. I was lost. At the same time, I was not lost. I said, you know what? We have to believe God. And then at the same time, she had diabetes. And the doctor said they have to cut one of her leg. He said, wow, that's too trouble. After three days of marriage, I suppose be on honeymoon. <laughs> but that's the best honeymoon ever. But know what? They con- when you confess stuff, your confession must be tested. So my yeah. confession with God, all things are possible, possible. must be tested. tested. Do I believe what I confess? Do I believe what I believe? Am I just talking for the sake of talking? So every one of us, you're going to come a time when God has to test your belief. Do you believe that God is real? After you read the heroes of faith in the Bible, do we believe this or just another magazine? Do we believe this or not? If God is real, I want to say it. And then, through the grace of God, uh, God give her a new womb. And then we have two... Yeah. Amen. We have two beautiful gear from that womb. We call it one is Chidima, means uh, God is good, and one is Chikod Naka, means in God's hand. And the leg is healed, and the devil lost the battle from that moment. How can we not believe God? Amen. How? That's why we, when we preach, we are like, hey, it has to happen. By fire, by force, it has to happen. God is real. Amen. Thank Amen. You. God is real. Thank you for that. Apostle, thank you for that, Prophet Kenneth. I'm not sure if anyone else wants to add, uh, Prophet Abraham. <laughs> okay. Let me talk from the... They've talked as prophets. Let me talk as an ordinary church member. Yes. <laughs> Growing up, something in me then knew that God was there. Amen. So there was never a point in my life I never thought God was not there. I always knew God was there. Yes. I remember in 86, 85, 86, we went to a camp meeting. A lot of people don't know the dimensions of a man, so they know before when I got born again and I met my spiritual father. But before then, yes. We went for a camp meeting at a place called Mofretru. It's a, uh, a second, uh, it's a primary school. They have a boarding house. So when they go, and good news at that time, Assemblies of God, because with Assemblies of God, they used to have Sunday schools and all that. Yeah. So though we are Catholics, but it wasn't fun. So when anything that will get you out of the house, yes. hooray, I'm part. <laughs> and so we went. And normally... They have all night services. Yeah. And this time, a preaching was coming. Normally, when you hear Holy Spirit, you begin to mock. But the word was coming. Yes. And it was like something have rested me. Every word meant something. Yes. It was like I was having an encounter with the word, the word that was being preached. It was like I was the only person there. And every word that was being spoken, 
was being addressed to me. Yeah. It was later on I realized he was not just talking about me. Mm. He was just preaching the word. But my life was so valuable to God that every word was tailor-made to suit me. And so at times, the word that comes to us, the opportunities, because not everybody will have the light moment encounter. Not everybody will have the encounter of womb, Mm. being received a womb. But everybody in their own way will have an experience with God through the preaching of others, through a testimony you heard, through opportunities of repentance. Because God created this world and every part of this world reveal an aspect of God. And so if you pay attention, you know God is there. Because if God is not there, we cannot survive in life. And with this, I want to add up to a question you asked. How come other people receive prophecies? Because there is no prophecy that is for private benefit. Mm. Every true prophecy is for common good. For instance, you are in town and Mary receives a message. You will be pregnant. Mary will pay the price, but Jesus is not for Mary. So there are certain people, your relevance and your prophecy is determined by what they receive and what they appropriate. Because if Elizabeth doesn't get pregnant, Mary will not get pregnant. So there is no need to concentrate on Mary when Elizabeth is not fulfilling the assignment. And so there are certain people you receive, whether they are there or not, they are receiving prophecy, 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 because in the prophetic economy of God, things are interdependent. The same way, without photosynthesis, there will not be evaporation. There will not be condensation. Yeah. And then it comes as rain. In the same way, when certain people do not move, Mm. there will not be an encounter. When God had that encounter with Apostle Peter in New Zealand, some of them were there. But there was no way their prophecy would be of value Mm. without him. And so it is not about presence. Because somebody can show up bodily. But they are absent. Yeah. And so there are dimensions to it. So let's see prophecy as a common good rather than to benefit a man. Because a true blessing of God, the person who received the blessing is a custodian or a steward of the blessing. Mm -hmm. But the blessing is for the common good of the people. Amen. Thank you so much, Papa. Um, now we only had uh, we, ha- we only have five more minutes to go, um, so we'll uh, we'll we'll try and uh, we can't address every question. But if you think there's a question that you specifically really want to get an answer on, you can hit the like button um, beside any of the questions on Slido. Um, now, just a two-part question for, and I'll leave it open. Is it then possible for one to be called as a prophet and not know that they're actually called into the office of the prophet? And also, um, when we do not uh, engage the assignment that God has given us, can God then take that assignment 
um, away from us. Those are some of the questions around this topic that have been fielded. Thank you. Um, well, I, I don't think um, God is a Confucianist, number one. And um, once God proposes to do anything and locates a candidate mm -hmm. or a medium through which to do that thing, yes. he also sees it that that person's attention is gotten. So whichever way God is going to move around that, he's going to do it. You see, when you look at the case of Samuel, you know, even the, you know, every other thing that surrounds his birth, even after his birth, the mom could have just maybe one way or the other threw him into the house, into the synagogue, into custody of uh, the priest, yes. uh, Eli. Mm. You know, but as time went on, he might have heard that okay, maybe God will have a need for yeah. you. Yeah. But when you look at um, uh, First Samuel chapter three, yes. when God was getting ready to call him into that office, now yeah. God had to show up. Yeah. I had to call him by name. Yes. You know, so if, if God is calling anybody here, mm. you know, he will come to you. You will hear him clearly. You will know you are being called. Even if you don't pick it up immediately, there are other known prophets, you know, and one way or the other, the Lord orders yourself to cross path with these prophets, whereby God now speaks to let you know that indeed you are being called into that assignment. And once you are called, you can never miss the calling because God is very purposeful and he knows what he does. And for you to know, you cannot miss that assignment because he will never miss you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, the second part to that question was, um, you know, when somebody receives a word and they do not engage that word, what then happens to that word? Can they lose that word? Um, what happens to that prophecy? There are dimensions in God. Yeah. And one of the things I said earlier on is that within the simplicity is complexity, within the complexity is simplicity. simplicity. Mm. And so, for instance, for instance, God has called you. Yeah. Does it mean God will show up in your room? <laughs> when we say the voice of God, what exactly is being said? Mm. When we say you have an encounter with God, yes. does it mean that God came into you yes. and all that? So this is why you study to show yourself approved. And so many a time, God has called people. Yes. And they may not know. Yes. The mere fact you don't know doesn't mean he doesn't know. Yes. He knows. Mm. So he creates opportunities where the, the encounter becomes possible. Yes. And so most of life is designed to push you into the call. Yes. And so there are certain of them, it can be volunteering for something. Yes. It can be like the first time I had an encounter to hear before even I got born again. Uh, we were in school. Yes. I was expecting to see somebody. Yes. She was not there. She was not in the dormitory. Yes. They said they is doing a crusade in yeah. Kumasi Sports Stadium. Yes. So I went there. It was raining. Yes. The preacher was preaching. Mm. Raining. Yeah. I heard the voice. And I started crying. That was bonky. Wow. And he preached a message that stuck with me. Mm. And I knew I didn't want to go to hell. Yes. So something got missing. Yes. 
in, in pursuing the person for the wrong motives, yes. I met a voice that I couldn't get out of myself. Mm. And through the processes of time, yeah. I got to church. Yes. I stayed for one reason. Yeah. But God had his own purpose. So all your reasoning and what motivates you may be wrong. But at the end of the day, the purpose of God will be revealed. Yes. The question is, mm. God can have a plan for you. Yeah. But you must receive it. Yes. Be a steward of it. Yes. Otherwise, it's not every plans you have mm. that will end up manifested. Yeah. One of it is that when you read the Bible, before they appointed Matthias, Peter rose, rose up and read a scripture from the Psalms yeah. that there were 12. Mm. One have relinquished yeah. his position. Yes. And there are no empty spots. Yes. So if you don't take care, God have, can have plan for you. Yes. And out of ignorance, you will not rise up and God will raise another person yes. to do it. Yeah. Because no matter what happens, the purposes of God needs to be established. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Papa. Um, I think for today's session, um, that is all the time we have. Um, we can continue the conversation uh, on the podcast. So we do have a Prophetic Voice podcast team. Uh, we usually have monthly episodes. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on SoundCloud. And soon we'll be on uh, Google Play and on, and on Apple Play. What an interesting and enlightening discussion that was. Um, it really shed some light on some of those questions on the importance of the prophetic in our lives as Christians. What actually stood out for me was the fact that for one to accelerate their prophetic word into manifestation, one needs to commit to constant prayer and be in alignment with the will of God. In our next episode, we'll be discussing about God's love and acceptance despite our mistakes and what it actually means in our day-to-day -day lives. We look forward to you joining in our next podcast session and please remember to share with your friends and family. Have a great week and continue to be blessed.